Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, October the 18th, and it is opening night of the NBA, and we are losing our marbles here at Coach Talk. <laughs> Deb, how are you? So fired up. I'm doing great. Doing great. Had our uh, had my fantasy draft last night. Feeling feeling good about it. So nice. I'm ready to go. Who was your first pick? So we did an auction draft. Oh, so, I love auction drafts. Yeah, yeah. So I know it was a lot, lot of fun. I think I've got a pretty, uh, a good combination of some solid veterans like Lillard and some real, and then I, <laughs> I've got some real, you know, potential upside guys like Simmons. <laughs> hey, you never and know, a couple, right? A you never rookies, know. A couple of the rookies. I listened to, uh, you know, your your preview, and uh, you and I are high on the same rookie, Eason. Wow, from Houston. He yeah. Is, yeah. 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 I think he's really under the radar screen. So, yeah. Yeah. He's really, uh, I, I'm telling you, he's outperformed Jabari so far. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we will so. see how that rolls. We didn't even compare notes before, but we both uh, are showing our teams off here today. There you go. Exactly. You, know, it, you have to do that on the first day of the NBA season, absolutely, right? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. And we got the matching hats. Look at this. You would think that uh, we uh, coordinated. Uh, we're twinsy. <laughs> matching glasses, matching beards. We're <laughs> you know, uh, I, was, I, I took a peek this morning. You know, your Mavs are not getting any love. 27 to 1. So they got like eight teams, 10 teams ahead of them to win the title. Yeah, they're not getting picked at all. I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals for crying out loud. But, you know, it's we'll we'll see. I love that. I would much rather have them picked low and have a chip on their shoulder. You know, that's that's way better if you ask me. But uh, sure. I'll tell you, looking at all of the NBA is going to be incredible this year. It is so balanced and the East is as good or better than the West, in my opinion now. So it's like you've got. All, a multitude of things. I mean, other than the fact that the Spurs are the worst team in the league, God bless Yeah, exactly. <laughs> other than that, I don't think anything, uh, you know, anything could happen. There's no question about it. So. Absolutely. Lots of players changing uh, locations too. I think there could be some surprises this year. It's going to oh, be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So I appreciate you joining me. And then uh, later tonight, by the way, for, for those that are, uh, tuning in crash and i are going to go on at 9 p.m eastern live and we're going to do the whole set of 12 games for tomorrow and get that out there tonight just because first night a lot going on we want to get uh, that up there and then we're going to have a real busy schedule of podcasts throughout the week mixing and matching everybody uh crash and deb and and then uh deb and i deb and Cr- uh crash will do some so Check that out. We have the podcast schedule posted right there in Discord for our members. And we will definitely throw it up there on Twitter uh, for those that are checking in. But we're going to do similar to what we did last year. We're going to go through each game, break down some of our reasons why we're looking one way or the other, some of the players that we're focusing on. And then we're going to add that little twist in that we did with baseball this year because it's been so incredibly popular and sort of give a a pay up player, a value player, and a fade player uh, that throughout the entire slate there, one each that to just sort of hang your hat on, maybe create a cornerstone guy for your build. So um, that's you know we'll we'll be doing that and we'll give a, a couple of boom fantasy uh, picks as well. So 
Uh, appreciate it again, everybody joining in. I, I have not even looked. I was scrambling at the beginning here right before trying to get the last pieces of news in because uh, there are some changing things, you know, and that's what the NBA, you got to get used to. There's no rest for the weary. There's no set lineups way ahead of time. you got to exactly. grind to the end mm -hmm. and then after the end for changes after lock because we know that's how it works in the NBA. So it's fun stuff. But let 100%. me jump. Go ahead. No, 100%. That's, oh. that's the fun part. That is the fun part. I'm trying to jump in to find uh, where is chat so that I can say hello to everybody. Somehow it's not on my screen. Isn't that funny? Uh, that's all right. We're going to go. Oh, there we are. Okay. So quick, quick hello to the first one in for basketball for the season, not just the day. Mr. Jim Parrish. James right. Parrish. And in the in honor of maybe Robert Parrish, how about that for going back a little bit? Rodney Pollard, Nathan Feudy, those three were the early birds in there. So I appreciate all you guys. Rose, Rose, Rose is in there. Niles, Randy, boy from Cali, JT, King of Smack, uh, Stacks Money 77. I like the Stacks Money 77. Luca, I think that's a Luca person right there. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> T.Y., what's up? Hollis Harris, great to see you. Jenna Sandy, I think that's a new one. Jenna. Yeah, so you got a, another fan, a female hey, fan Jenna. in the DFS world. I love so it. welcome to the family. Aloysius, of course. Some guy by the name of Josh Davis. Can you block him real quick here? Who is uh, that? Judge Home Run? <laughs> Holy crap, seriously? That's fantastic. Here we go. We're also going to take baseball down today, too. I love Woo. it. Um, all right. Fear Money Entertainment LLC. How are you, my friend? All right. Two gamer, two great games. It's going to be awesome. And we are going to tackle this from every direction possible and get some uh, winners for you for the slate. Uh what do you think about the two game? What was your initial reaction when you saw these two matchups? Yeah, I think they're, I mean, they're not exactly the, the traditional expected, particularly the Philly Boston one, but, yeah. um, but I, I, I love them. I mean, I think, uh, you know, um, obviously golden state and LA, I mean, that's just, that's just a classic. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a few of the OGs there. So, um, that's gonna be an amazing game. And then, uh, you know, interesting that they didn't go with like a Milwaukee, but um, but I think uh, I think Philly's going to be really interesting this year. I think Harden has a huge chip on his shoulders. The yeah. man's lost weight, and uh, and uh, he could be a force to be reckoned with this year. So I think that's and then Boston, you've got all the you know all the drama going on there. We'll see how they operate under the interim coach, but yeah. tons of tons of talent on that team. I love the Brogdon addition. That's huge. Yeah. So. That is a big, big addition, but not having Robert Williams the first half isn't going to help matters. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be there's it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, it's going to be up to Brown and Tatum like usual, but uh, we'll see. It's going to be fun. Well, all right. Game one, people, uh, you've got the, the Sixers at the Celtics and uh, we're always going to throw the line in there, too, because obviously the over-unders make a huge difference in these games because 
points per minute played for DFS wise is extremely important. And if you're looking at a 245 over under compared to a 205, you've got a whole different set of circumstances. So we will be going through those. And also what comes into play a lot is if there's blowouts. So any of the larger spreads will always bring those up too. Uh, because, you know, if you lose a shift or two from a player, uh, that can spell doom for you. So we're, we're trying to find the best scenarios for the matchups where you're going to get the most minutes from your guys and the situations the most competitive. So, so many variables and you have to weigh all of them, which makes it uh, a lot of fun. So uh, Boston's a three-point favorite here. I, that surprised yeah. me, to be honest yeah. with you. I expected Philly, and and usually my lines are right on, but I thought Philly'd be like a one point favorite. So, uh, Boston three point favorite total two sixteen, and then the second game, Deb, to compare over unders, that L.A. Golden State game's two twenty five. So this one's nine points lower, and it's four points closer on the spread. Golden State is a seven point favorite uh, in that one. So I was kind of surprised by that spread too. Yeah, that was more was. higher than I thought. You know, first game, everyone's healthy, supposedly. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it could true. I mean, you know, you've got the whole ring game for Golden State, and everybody fired up and hang the banner, you know, stuff. Yeah. So I think there may be a point or two comes with that emotion, but uh, seven's a lot, there's no question yeah. about it. But uh, they are the champs, and if they're not punching each other in the eye. And maybe, yeah, can, exactly. maybe they can give it a run. <laughs> All right. Philadelphia, Boston. Let's talk about the matchup a little bit. Uh, the, who are the players that are jumping off the stat sheet for you here? And do you have, since we only have two games, do you have your pay up value or fade uh, right off the bat here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a number of guys in this game. I mean, um, I think it's going to be, um, I actually think the score is going to be a little higher than that. And um, I think everyone's going to be fired up. I uh, I really like Harden, as I mentioned, um, and I think he's not necessarily going to get Marcus Smart defense. So I think that's that's a help. Um, I I like him a lot. Um, and uh, on the other side, I'm I'm really after uh, Jalen Brown. I think it's it's okay. been shocking to me that they continue to have such a price differential, Brown and Tatum. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at their numbers over the course of the season, it, it doesn't really warrant it. Um, Brown seems to come in as more of a value. Um, so I'm, I'm eyeing him. Um, Horford always plays well against Philly. Um, he's he's real inexpensive. Um, yeah. I thought one of the most interesting things I think about t- today's slate, because there's only two games, is you have sort of the, you know, the haves and the have-nots. You've got, you know, your nine ten thousand dollar guys and then everyone else seemed to be like there seemed to be a ton in like the four and five thousand dollar range so i thought yeah. that was um kind of interesting so yeah horford's coming in let's see where is he on uh 4900 on DraftKings. yeah grossly underpriced yeah particularly with williams out i mean he's going to get a lot of minutes you know right he's, it, yeah he's well rested at this point um and i think he's going to give him beat a hard time so um, my, you know, I was toying between two fades and they're both in this game and they are, um, Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid. I think, you know, Tatum's going to get PJ Tucker defense. I mean, they got PJ Tucker for a reason and, uh, it's not his offense. Right. So, um, Tatum's going to get Tucker defense and 
Embiid getting Horford defense. I think uh, both those guys will, you know, struggle a little bit. They're not going to be, I mean, it's not a, you know, you know, boy, you couldn't play them at all, but just at the price tags they are two of the top, I think five or six price guys. And I just don't think they're going to, they're going to hit it. Um, my payup is also in this game being, being Harden. I do like Harden okay. at that price, 8,900. I think that's real fair. He's, he's just below all the other studs. Um, and I think he has a real good game guys in this game as well. Um, I'm going with, um, I'm going with Harold as value. He's going to wow. come off the Montrez, bench behind Embiid. Yep. Yeah. Off the bench behind Embiid. If you want to slot in a real inexpensive center, I think he's going to, you know, he was two years ago, he was six man of the year. And uh, I think they did not know how to play him in LA last year. And then he got shipped, you know, shipped over to Washington and, you know, it was decent right. there, but um, I think doc's going to know how to, how to play him and take advantage of him and get him out there with the second team and provide a, a punch of nice offense. Interesting. Interesting take. That is a real uh, value play and a low owned guy too, looking at, at some of that ownership. And I'll pull that up here real quickly as well. I, I do want to say hello to, Robert Lenvi, I believe it's pronounced. He's new. So great to have you with us. I have not seen you in there before. Stephen Anthony. Uh, I love the fact that we're getting some new basketball blood in the mix here. Rico Harris as well. So welcome to the Coach Talk family. We're going to be here every day, seven days a week, and uh, look forward to having all of you all of you in there with us. So a couple Robert of things. is a friend of mine. Oh, really? So hello, Robert. Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, I do, before you, you go on there, coach, I just want, I do see Boy of Cali saying, I thought Reed was ahead of Harold. So um, I know if you look at sort of the ESPN depth chart, that's, uh, that's what it looks like. But I had been hearing that, that Harold is going to be um, six man off the bench, certainly in the uh, big man position. Have you heard one way or another? Well, I have heard that that has not been announced officially. So okay. My concern is that it could be Reed over Harold or Harold over Reed, or they both play. So I'm not going to touch it for that simple fact because of that mm -hmm. concern until I see what that is going to play out to be. Because I, I dove everywhere for that, trying to find who was yeah. really going to get those minutes. And it from everything I can see, regardless of the, the murmurings, I don't believe that it's in – concrete so for me i wouldn't recommend either guy just because you could get a goose you know it's possible yeah yeah and so just a little risky there something we're going to have to uh keep, we'll a keep very digging into it on. absolutely yeah. jk lawrence how you doing man all right so i'll give you my take on this game a little bit and you know a couple of things um first of all i think Embiid is the best play of the day and he's, he's my pay-up play. I love him in this scenario. Robert Williams is a plus-plus defender. The fact that the Celtics aren't going to have Robert Williams for the first half of the year is going to make it difficult for them. Horford is very, you know, professional. He's a pro's pro, but he's older. He's not as big. Embiid is a monster, and I think he's going to be huge in this game, and I think he's going to have a great year. So I'm very high on Embiid. I think uh, he's really the, the, the guy that I'm focused on. Now, I'm a big Maxi fan, and I'm also agreeing with you in the fact that 
Uh, Harden seems to have taken it seriously. He's come to, he came to camp ready. He was very open and uh, in shape and ready to go and whatever it takes. And really what I think wants to change that whole persona of the last couple of years of what he's, uh, you know, just been such an enigma. And so my concern though is, and the reason I didn't go Maxi or Harden right off the bat and in some of these first games I just think there's going to be a share of statistical, you know, prowess there. So you've got two really, really good players. I think Maxi is now not just the guy that, you know, went into the lineup last year and played well. He's a legit uh, stud in this league. So, you know, that's my only concern. I just, I don't want to spend up for those two guys. Not that I don't like them because I like both of their scenarios i just think that the ceiling is limited for the price that that they're at under these circumstances and i think without the true interior defender of robert williams in there they are going to feed Embiid a lot here and trust me they want to get off to a start here a win i think this is an important game mentally for them just because a lot of people like including myself are picking them number one in the east and I think they come out here and uh, and go after it. And I think he's the guy that it's going to be really the one that gets to enjoy that because you can't just leave Maxi and Harden and just double down on Embiid. I mean, they'll kill you. So uh, I love the scenario for Philly. I love the fact that, uh, you know, I really do think that's how it's going to play out. Now, I say that in the fact that uh, – Maxi is in my initial build here. And the reason is he's only 5,000 on DraftKings. And I think that's too low. So from a value standpoint, do I think there's some tiny limit to his ceiling because Harden is in shape and playing and ready to go? I do. But at that price, Maxi's still, I think, the second best play along with Tobias Harris. Now, we didn't even mention Tobias Harris yet. Right, right. He's, he's the forgotten guy. <laughs> he's the forgotten guy, but I don't think he's statistically going to be forgotten. I mean, he still does everything well, and he's priced fairly fit, you know, well. Mm-hmm. And so you can look at him as that other option. Um, I'm not going to go PJ. Again, you know, PJ obviously is a great real basketball guy and a guy you want to coach and have in there. But DFS purposes, I don't know. So from my perspective, it's going to be on the Philly side, all about Embiid, and then sprinkle in some cheaper maxi because of the pricing, and Harris, if he can fit a few spots. And then flipping over to the Boston side, you know, I'm with you, Deb. I I think that Brown and Tatum's price differential is, is too vast, and Yes, Tatum can throw a 75-burger on the board. We've seen it. But he also can go one for 16. We've seen that. So there's a ceiling and a floor, I think, that's actually bigger than than, uh, Brown. So I would favor Brown over Tatum in that group. But you heard me, if if for those that checked out the, the podcast I did yesterday in the preview, I still have trouble wanting to go to either guy because they are such a one, one, a two stars of that team that I just, I'm concerned that you're going to get the wrong guy on the wrong day and Philly can defend. I mean, they added PJ Tucker for crying out loud. 
and Harris and the rest of their guys, just they have a good, really good defensive squad. So I am not going to spend money on the Boston side. That is really my fadish area. I'm not going to play Tatum. And I'm probably not even going to get to Brown, Deb. Can you believe that? Okay. Wow. Nobody on Boston. You're hoping I, for that, a uh, Philadelphia blowout, I think. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It's just, again, I think that it's spread out with Boston a little bit more. You know, the, mm. the total split of, of the two guys with yeah, Tatum yeah. And, and Brown. But then you also have Derek White, who showed that he deserves to play big minutes on this team. Malcolm Brogdon, he's a fantastic ball player. He's going to get yeah. some of his. And then, you know, you know, uh, certainly Horford is no slouch. So, there, you know, you're going to get some stuff spread around there. And so I don't particularly think it's a blowout. I think Philly wins the game as an underdog. But I, I think that uh, from a DFS standpoint, it's harder to hone in on guys that are going to have right. the big ceilings. Well, this is why these podcasts are so great, right? I mean, sometimes we're we're on at the same and other times there's a great debate, right? I mean, it just, uh, you know, and like I always say, you know, one of us will be right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and the key factor is, you know, it's, it's going to vary. And sometimes we've had a lot of people post winners that, uh, you know, combine both of Bits things that were exactly. Throwing, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, let me share, Deb. Let me share ownership projections that where we stand right now, okay? With some of these Boston Philly guys. So Horford, can you believe he's 69% right now? Yeah. But it's because the misprice. He's he's not he's a $6,900 player, not $4,900. Right. So he's you gotta have him in there. So eat the chalk with Horford. It is what it is. Uh then you know it's interesting. Uh, you've got Joel Embiid at 55-7. He's going to be in every mile. Line. So go ahead. You could call me a chalk eater, Deb. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, boy from Cali can rub my nose in the white chalk line on the side. <laughs> of the and then the funny thing is Tyrese Maxey's third at 55%. Yeah. So yeah. trust me, I, you know, I know I'm eating chalk on the Philly side, but fading these Boston guys is what will make me different because – Tatum is 48%, Deb, at that $9,000 number. Yeah. I was surprised by that. Yeah. And then you've got a whole bunch of guys. Derek White is next at 45%. Marcus Smart at 44% at only 5,200. And then a lot of people gutsier than me. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, $4,900. 42% projected ownership. I know. I, that I know. stunned me. I was, I was shocked there, but you know, I was, you know? yeah, there's some, there's some real shocking numbers in the ownership projections. Yeah. Um, then Jalen Brown know, drops off pretty, pretty quickly after yeah, 36%. Gets, yeah. And, the, and then uh, Tobias at 35 and it, you know, it goes down to Harden. You're one of your key players, 19, yeah. no yeah. respect. Exactly. That's uh, again. I'm the GPP gal, so I uh, I liked uh, I liked Harden, and that's where I was going with Harold, who was at 0.1 percent. But I got to check on that. If he's not going to be uh, first guy off the bench, we might have to switch that up. Yeah, I would. And again, Paul look. Reed is 0.1 percent too. So so everybody is the same as me. Nobody knows what the hell's going to happen with that situation. Well, I will say, 
I'm, I'm trying to think back, and you probably remember this, Coach, but if you look historically at first games, I don't guys are guys playing 36, 37 minutes, or are they All more right, well, balanced? This, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a fantastic point to talk about here. I did I pulled that information earlier, and some teams go right after it, some teams ease into it a little bit, and some of it has to do with the situation. So these two games tonight. I looked at all four teams. I looked historically. I looked at the coaches. And I I believe three of the four teams are going to roll. Uh, they're going to go mid-30s with their guys. Okay. I think every team does that of the four teams tonight except Golden State. Uh, Steve Kerr is notorious for easing, easing people in, going 30 minutes max. Some guys may get 28, 29. So a big reason why you're not going to see any Golden State guys hardly on my build at all is I, I think they're going to miss shifts. Lakers yeah. are going to run with their major horses. And then in this game, historically, they both want to get out of the gates with a win. Both coaches like to go after it. And I'm anticipating uh, no concern of full run from anybody but the Warriors out of these four games. So good point. And that's something we'll bring up this first week of the season because yeah. that makes a big difference. Definitely. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go to game two here. Uh, appreciate everybody. Jenna Sandy in there. Somebody else new. You, you bring all the female DFS uh, hey, stars right. out we're, here. I love we're it. We're small but mighty group. Mighty group, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All kinds of folks here. Earl Tyson's in there now. Great to see you joining us. We have the best uh, family in uh, basketball here on DFS. Uh, sure. uh, it's just uh, amazing what a good group of people that have been with us for a long time. I started out on podcast with Hoopball about five years ago, and there's still some folks that are following along since then. So it's amazing how uh, time flies and how much fun uh, fun you have through it all. How you doing, Doug L? All right, let's transi transition to game two, Deb, and awesome. uh, set the stage for that one. It's also going to be a very interesting game. I'm all over the board here with, with looking stuff. So <laughs> I, I'm going to pull up – I want to pull up the latest spread and see where we stand here because – I'm with you. I think this game is going to be a little bit more competitive than what uh, people are, are uh, at least Vegas thinks anyway. And uh, we'll see where that one goes. So let me see here. The latest on the spread in this NBA games. We'll pull it up. All right. We've got Golden State by seven. With a 225 total, it's 109 implied for the Lakers, Deb, 116 for the Warriors, as opposed to the first game where it was 106 and a half for the Sixers, 109 and a half for the Celtics. So just in the fact that Philly's the lowest implied total of the four, and I'm that's gonna be my key play, that's yeah. contrarian within itself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, the, the question will be rotations for the Lakers. That's I think what everybody wants to know what's yeah. really going to happen with those guards. I believe Westbrook plays Deb from what I just yeah. saw. It didn't look like it yesterday. 
this morning it started to look good. Now he's probable. So, you know, what I want to ask you, what your initial thought is, Patrick Beverly, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Those five, yeah. those five guys, what are you going to do? Who gets the minutes? Yeah, I really exactly. struggled with that. Um, so, so for me, I mean, look, on, on DK, uh, none is uh, is min salary, right? Three well, three thousand. They screwed up. You got to so take. exactly. So, um, so I'm I'm putting him in for sure on on DK. Um, you know, do I think he's gonna you know give me a thirty? No, but um, you know, if he gives me a, a an eighteen or a twenty two, I'm 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 good with that. And I think he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get twenty minutes. Um, he should get in there for 20 minutes. Um, you know, Reeves for me is more of that crapshoot. I mean, he's out there as a starter. So that means he's out there with LeBron and he's out there with AD and he's out there with Westbrook, uh, possibly Beverly. I don't, I, you know, it depends, I guess, if they start Westbrook or not. And I just don't think he gets enough touches. So I'm, I'm staying away from him. Um, you know, Beverly's a beast. I think he's, you know, I think he's uh, probably excited to be playing for the Lakers, excited to be playing against Golden State. He's going to get into, you know, underneath, try and get underneath their skin. He's real cheap at 4,300. I might look at him um, as well. Although, you know, the balance for me so far has been there's a ton of guards I'm interested in and right. uh, and very few forwards, which is always seems to always be the case, particularly on FanDuel. I can never seem to find that last forward. Um, yeah. So um, for me, it's, uh, I'm not playing, I'm not touching Westbrook with a 10 foot pole ever okay. on anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't not blame. on fantasy, not on DFS. Um, so I think, uh, and Walker, I guess if you consider him in the guards, you know, I, I need to see, I need to see Walker, you know, Walker was, Walker was terrible on the, on the Spurs where he could have been a superstar. So I'm not sure yeah. what role he plays. So I'm probably staying away from Walker. I'm staying away from Westbrook. Reeves, I'm probably not going to get to. I'll have a little bit of Beverly and on on DK in particular. I'm, I'm fitting uh, none in there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a hard thing to figure out with that group. Um, <sighs> what I can say though, the two guys that I like out of that group, I'm, I agree with you on Westbrook. His price is still, you know, not as cheap as these other guys. He's hurt a little bit. Just not worth the risk uh, to go there. Right. Um, and Reeves, you know, we'll see what kind of role he's going to play. I personally, from a, a talent standpoint, I think that the two guys, none is mispriced. So on DraftKings, where he's 3000 he's just really an easy play. FanDuel, it's different. Yahoo, where he's priced a little differently. And you don't need to go there that, you know, on those sites. But, you know, he's just priced low and he's talented. I mean, we saw him in Miami. He was injured last year. Just write that off. And, you know, LeBron and is smart, obviously, probably the smartest, maybe the smartest basketball uh, brain to ever take the court. And I'll stand by that. But, you know, they know that they're going to have to get something out of these young, talented guys if they're going to make a run. And I think the two guys that they're going to look at are Nunn and Walker. And I know Walker had some spurts in sp the, for the Spurs that he did okay. But you got to remember in pop system where he's playing 10 guys and you never know if you're starting or you don't even get in the game. And, and it was a weird situation. So 
I think they're going to want, especially LeBron, to give some confidence specifically to those two guys. You know, Reeves has been there. They sort of know what he can do or can't do. And so the guys I'm looking more at early on in the season and even in this game are none on DraftKings and then Walker on a few of the spots because it makes the salary work. So that's where I'm going. And then my second stud that I'm playing on the slate with Embiid is LeBron. I'm going straight LeBron. And I know, I mean, you you basically have to make the decision. Do you want, and at least as far as I'm concerned, do you want to go LeBron or do you want to go Davis? And there's plenty of reason to go with both. I know Davis, I've read all the stuff and seen all the stuff. He's been working out at 5 a.m. He's taking it more serious than he ever has. He wants to, you know, rebuild his reputation as a clutch player. And so there's uh, all that's well and good. And it's, you know, I believe that that may happen. But I just, I think there's a a couple of things at play here. Golden State is, is so sound defensively in their interior and everything they do. I just think LeBron with just all of the triple-double possibility and everything else going on is just, to me, a stronger play in this spot. But I would keep a close eye on Anthony Davis early on because if you haven't read that stuff, it's for real. I mean, he is more prepared physically and mentally from what I've seen thus far and what I've read uh, to have a really great season. So, Keep an eye on that. But for me, it's the uh, LeBron. So I want to take LeBron on that side with some of the young talent in like a Nunner Walker to just get that add-on ability. The rest of it, though, you know, at least for me, Deb, with Beverly and Reeves and some of these other guys and certainly Westbrook, depending on how much he's involved and how many minutes he gets, all of that we just have to, you know, sort of wait and see a little bit. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Now, on the Golden State side, I'll be very brief here because I may not have a Golden State Warrior on my squad today, as bizarre as that is. And is it because (laughs) the Lakers play great defense? No. It's because what I said earlier, I think Kerr is going to play 10, 11 guys. No one's going to get 35 minutes. I think you'll have big rotations there. And I just don't think it's conducive to spend up for a Curry or even a Clay, uh, and all of that situation, when you're going to get a limited, you know, missing a shift or two, that's a big deal. And absolutely, that makes the, you know, that makes the difference right there. So I'm not going to go up there. Can Curry drop 10 threes? Of course he can. We know that he can always drop 10 threes at the, you know, drop of a hat. But uh, is he going to get enough opportunity here? You know, that's a question. Yeah. Pat Bev is agitating as he can be, and sometimes he doesn't defend as great as his reputation proceeds, but he's still an irritant, and he's going to get up and bother (laughs) Steph and bother people, and that's, you know, that makes it a little bit more difficult. You know, I do have one question for you, though, Deb. Yeah. How do you think out of the gate, what what an interesting scenario here. You've got Draymond Green, who everybody's hating on. You know, everybody saw what he did. What a travesty, man. I can't believe he didn't get suspended from the team. And then you've got Poole, who took the blow and then signed the $100 million contract. Huge deal. So what do you think these guys are going to do out of the gate? Because they've obviously been through the all this drama. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I got to see Draymond this year, what he, what he brings, you know, the, um, the beginning. I mean, he was certainly so much better in the playoffs than he, you know, in the end of the season than he was throughout right. the season. So, uh, you know, 5,800 is a fair price, but he is definitely a, you know, either I get you 36 cause I've got some, some steals and blocks and a bunch of assists, or I get you a 15 and, uh, with with Rich. all the guys on the slate, I'm not I'm not going there. Um, Pool is a is a is you know it's 6700 on on DK is um, no value, so I'm not going to go I'm not going to go with him there. But uh, he's six he's only six thousand on Fanduel, yeah. and I think that's a pretty fair price. So yeah. um, so I'm 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 looking at him. I haven't made a decision yet. His his ownership is actually pretty high, so. Um, so he's not exactly going to be sneaking up on anybody. You know, the guy who, who, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, for years I would never touch Wiggins. And then, I mean, last year he got the most minutes. He yeah. got, you know, almost as many shots as anyone on the team. Um, he played great defense. He contributed, you know, stocks. Like, I mean, he's still not getting any respect. Um, no. You know, so he, you know, he's somebody that I am uh, – that I'm looking at um, again, he's and, and much lower ownership. Um, but really for me, I mean, you and I are fairly similar on golden state. I'm staying away from Curry. I'm staying away from clay, staying away from Draymond. Um, I might look at some value on, on golden state because, you know, they, they've got the highest total on the slate as a team. Um, they're like you said, they're not going to be playing their players over 30 minutes. And right. so I think I think in particular if they do have a, a bit of a lead on on LA, I think you're going to see some run on Kaminga, some run on Weissman, and uh, those guys are are pretty inexpensive. Kaminga in particular at four thousand, we know he can throw up a lot of points, and so I see you know he could easily get a you know twenty four to twenty eight uh, points, and then you know kind of uh, be real solid there at four K. So if, if um, I roster anybody from the Warriors, it would be those two guys. Not yeah. both of them. One or the yeah, other. Yeah, one of them. Yep. I think I think they're both talented. I think they're the key to Golden State long term this year. Kaminga Kaminga and Wiseman. I don't I don't think it's gonna matter if they're up or down, Deb. I think those yeah. guys are gonna play a big chunk of minutes tonight, whether they're down 10 tied or up 10, because they're in that rotation. Kirk commits to that stuff ahead of time. He sees the big picture. He doesn't see one game. So he's, a, not, yep. you know, he is pop junior a little bit in that way where he's, you know, he's looking at the long-term picture of things. So I think that, you know, those bench guys are going to get you some minutes, but there is risk with that. Dude, I, what is, is that? Uh, can you, you hear that? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's got, okay. Uh, Somebody drilling something. Drilling. That's exactly what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> It's not Steven back there building something, is it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, Some of um, guys, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think you can look at uh, – there's risk, though. You're going to have some risk with that. You know, you got to worry about are they going to play 15 – look at that. King of Smack just the put King up of Smack. Are they going to play 15, 20 minutes and yeah. kill your lineup? They can. Uh, can yeah. they produce enough for the value of their price in that time? They can. But – you know, I'm as of right now, like I say in my initial builds, I have zero warriors. But if you do want to play a GPP lineup, you know, Kaminga or Wiseman, more so Kaminga, I think, could get to his number a lot easier and uh, make things work for you. So I wouldn't wouldn't ditch that effort. I just want to say hello because I always greet everybody that's new, random. I don't think I've seen in there before. 
Great to have you. CX Talent Acquisition. Awesome to have you uh, with us. Um, uh, Jenna's uh, given some info. I like the, the info there. Uh, realizing how important ownership is. It's huge. So yeah. Jenna, you led me right to what I wanted to do next. And that was talk about the projected ownership in this game, because we talked about the Boston Philly game, the number one projected owned player in this game because of the mispricing. So shame on you, DraftKings is 59% Kendrick Nunn at 3000 bucks. Just an app and re- ridiculous. LeBron is uh third overall at 57%. Um, so I am chalky today, uh, Dev. I can't believe it because I'm usually contrarian, but exactly. he is. And then Anthony Davis at 48%. So that's going to be the big one. You know, he's 8,500. People think that's very fair price and it is. And I think, you know, the, I think he may be over 50% before it's all said and done. Yeah. Then you've got uh, a big drop off, believe it or not, Draymond at 36% because mm-hmm. he's only 5,800. People think he's going to get enough minutes. I mean, you know, to me, he's almost played himself into a GPP kind of guy because mm-hmm. you he throws games up all the time with like two real points, you know? So you just don't know exactly what you're going to get from him all the time. Uh, then you've got, you know, your risky play and a Pat Bev at 35%. You know, how much is he going to be out on the floor to guard Curry? Is he going to get enough minutes? Sometimes he contributes a lot offensively. Sometimes he doesn't. Jordan Poole, though, that you mentioned, only at 28% because of that $6,700 tag. Uh, Lonnie Walker, the cheap play that, that I sort of like here at 4200 at 20%. So that is a, a key factor. Then you have Austin Reeves at 18 and then it's just single digits loony. And, and Clay Thompson, though, at 5%, though. Yeah. I thought that that was sort of ironic to see him lower than all those other guys that we mentioned. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting water. season for him. I mean, what's good, you yeah. know, I mean, he, he really didn't quite get back to that level. He's had another off season to, to rehab and get in shape and be interesting yeah. to see what, what he can do. But Absolutely. Uh, what, what do you think? A couple of guys that I've been, you know, thinking about uh, not too seriously, but lo- you know, not for tonight, um, but longer term, what kind of roles they get would be um, DiVincenzo for right. Golden State and uh, Anthony Melton for uh, for Philadelphia. So what are your what are your thoughts on those? You two know, guys? I, I like the Anthony Melton a lot. I think he was underrated in Memphis. I mean, every time they needed him to step out when jaw was out or or even to, you know, split minutes there. Uh, especially when he was needed. He always rose to the occasion. He's a good fit for that team. And I think Melton even could be played today. You know, the the thing is on a two-game slate and putting this together, if you're going GPP, you can take shots at those guys. But to answer your question, Melton probably not going to quite make it tonight. I think he's a guy you want to watch, though, because if he carves out a nice role where he's getting mid-20s minutes, he can be a guy that you can plug in in certain situations. Yeah. And if and if somebody's getting a night off where he's going to be plugged in and have a key role, he's always a guy you can count on because he does step up. So I think totally that's a, a a really good one. DiVincenzo is a bit of a, an enigma to me because I think he has a lot of ability and a lot of potential. 
I just think because Golden State has such a, a particular system that they run there, I think it's going to take a while for him. So I'm not, he's not on my radar yet, but I think as the season progresses and he figures out his role and what they do there in Golden State, I think he'll be a very important piece for them. And again, I'm telling you, Golden State, I think, is better this year than they were last year. They have their young guys back. They have those young guys with more experience. They made some smart pickups. They are a very dangerous team. Now, is that going to mean for DFS? I don't think so, because always remember this with Golden State from tonight on, too, at least early on. You're going to have key games where Curry goes nuts and stuff like that. But for the most part, they are going to go with a deeper rotation, and that's going to hurt you in DFS this year. So teams like, you know, people all will say, like, I'm a Mavs fan. I love Luka. I love Luka DFS-wise. I love Joker DFS-wise. I love Giannis DFS-wise because those guys are in situations where they have to dominate play. They have to be the man on almost every possession. In DFS, that's all you want is, you know, that's number one. Where you have guys in situations where you're seven, eight deep, you have other guys that can shoot the ball, you've got a coach with a system that likes to rotate players and keep them fresh and look to the playoffs, you've got to weigh all of that in, in when you're you're looking at whatever you're doing. And Jason Kidd isn't going to treat a Luca like a Steve Kerr is going to treat a Steph. Yes, right. Steph's a lot older, but regardless, it has to do with system, philosophy, and how you, you coach it out. So again, if you're new to Coach Talk, I want to take just a second here because we're going a, a million miles a minute on this game. But I want to say I, I love the fact we have so many people in here. We're going to bring this to you right straight out every day, seven days a week. You're going to get a breakdown of the slate. We're going to go through all of our top plays, fades, uh, values, and we're going to let you know why. We do... We utilize every tool in the industry. We use optimizers. We use ownership. We use all of the leverage pieces, everything that you can from a statistical, mathematical, fundamental standpoint. Then we mix in what we think makes us the best here at Coach Talk. And I say that humbly, but we bring in lifetime, lifetimes of knowledge of the game, understanding it. We're watching all of the other things. We want to know coach's philosophy, rotations, uh, chemistry. You know, this this Draymond pool thing, it's a big deal. I mean, there there's a that's a bit of a line in the sand. They can say all they want about it. they put it behind them. I don't believe that. That's a serious deal. You end a guy's career before he gets that hundred million dollar contract. You know, you're talking <laughs> this is a little bit different. So it could have happened. And so we're watching all those things. We're building lineups based on all of that. And we also want to appeal to all of the people out there that hand build some lineups because sure, you can dump everything in, use the optimized lineup and dupe it 9 million ways with everybody else. Or you can take our advice, listen in, go through it, use all the statistical analysis. You have to look at ownership. You have to look at all those things. But then what you need to do is let's look at those other intangibles. Who's got the edge? You know, it is important to know. Anthony Davis, I believe this is probably the best since he was a young young man in New Orleans that he's come to camp ready to play. Yeah. So that's a good thing to know. You're going to want to target him early on 
in this season and maybe even tonight over LeBron. I don't know. It's close. But those kind of things are super important. And they're not going to go into an optimized statistical analysis. That's the intangibles that we want to bring to the table to you every single day. And we're going to supply for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. We'd love for you to be a member here at Coach Talk. You go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have our best basketball deal of the year scrolling across the bottom. It's the Lucas special. We would love to have you jump in and try that out with us. If you are watching, we have a ton of people in here. Give us a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. That really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter live, give us a like and retweet. That's also very important. And click the alert button on YouTube because that lets you know when any of our podcasts post. So we would really, really enjoy that. All right. So, Deb, your pay up, yes. value, and fade. Even though you've sort of given it to us, go ahead and tell us what those are. Yeah. So um, I'm paying up for Harden. Because again, I think uh, at, at 8,900, he's the least expensive of the studs. And I think he's Funny going guys. to perform just as well. Yeah. Um, my, my fate is Tatum. Um, I don't think he uh, delivers the, the value tonight. And, uh, you know, I did have, I did have Harold as my value guy. Um, but, you know, if he doesn't play, uh, the, if he's not the first guy off the bench and doesn't get the minutes, I'm looking at, um, uh, at White, Derek White. Okay, very good. Um, I am paying up for Joel Embiid. I also like LeBron today, but Embiid's my pay up. My value's uh, none because he's 3000 bucks. I mean, for the men, I mean, it's not going to be too hard to yeah, get that, that yeah. number. And I'm with you. I'm, I, I hope it doesn't sting us in the backside, but I'm fading Tatum as well. I just think the price is too high for, you know, all the other tools that they have there on that team. So uh, but I, I do think both games will be competitive too. So we should get yeah, uh, a good a feel for, for the guys that are out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, also, uh, Boom Fantasy, who is our presenting sponsor. So thank you, Boom Fantasy. You can get up to 40X if you play with them and they'll match you 100% up to 100 bucks on that first deposit. So uh, we have a link that's connected to us here in uh, right uh, on YouTube on Twitter and our, on our TikTok. So give them a try. They have some great plays. Who are your top two boom fantasy? The first two boom fantasy plays yeah. of the season. Who do you got? No, I've got James Harden, the over on 19 points. Okay. And Jalen Brown over on 32 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Very nice. I like it. I was thinking you were going to pull out the Tatum uh, over. Oh, turnovers. the turnovers. You had like a nine game winning streak in the playoffs that last year. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't know if Boom, Boom doesn't do turnovers, do they? No, I didn't see that on there either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For my two, I just went a little quiet. Tobias Harris over 13 and a half points. I mean, that's not that many points. And he's, right? he's yeah. still so underrated. I mean, he's still a great player. So I like that. And then I like Tatum under 23 and a half real points. It's just a lot of points, you know, not yeah. saying he couldn't yeah. throw 18 or 20 on the board, but I haven't projected as under. So that's where we're at, Deb. Um, right. I do want to give away a ticket, uh, a $10 ticket that you can use either on DraftKings or FanDuel or Yahoo. Ooh. We love Yahoo here. And we do supply, by the way, 
a core build on DraftKings for uh, our members in Discord, 30 minutes, 25 minutes before lock, and a full lineup for FanDuel and Yahoo. So we're going to give away a $10 ticket to one random person. So if you haven't commented, uh, say hello super fast, because when I push the randomizer button, it grabs everybody that is in here and pulls one winner. And once I call your name, if you can jump on Twitter, go to uh, us at DFS Coach Talk and DM us your PayPal email. The 10 bucks will be in there and you can take something big down. And when you take something big down, give us a shout out. That's all we ask. All right. The winner of the $10, let me click it right now. The winner of the $10 is Jenna Sandy. So you brought the women's hey, luck to the table. You brought That's the women's awesome. luck. Yep. She said she's new Sandy. to ownership. Yeah. Yep. So Jenna, uh, at DFS Coach Talk, send us your PayPal email. We'll shoot that over to you. And congratulations. And, uh, it, you know, I know the games are going to be on tonight. We tried to time it so we'd sort of be in between the two games as much as possible. So hoping at 9 p.m. Eastern when Crash and I jump on, to go over tomorrow's big uh, 12 game slate that you'll be able to catch that as well. And we'll give another $10 ticket away on that 9 PM podcast tonight. Deb, as always, it's great to see you in here. Little Mav sons, uh, maybe meeting in the Western finals. (laughs) We'll see how that goes, but great job. I appreciate it. And like I say, I'm going to be moving around a little this week. I have a busy week. So, You're going to get some Deb and Crash in there. We're going to have a mixture of everybody uh, to share this info. But this is the procedure we'll do. We'll always go game by game, break it down for you guys, and give you some of our top plays and fades. So, all right, my friends, uh, can't beat the Bay has the last word. After all that negative stuff I said about not playing Golden State and can't beat the Bay says yes. How's it going, man? (laughs) Great to have you in here. There are times I will be backing your Warriors. I like them, though. I said they're better this year. I do think they're dangerous. There's no doubt about it. What's your prediction for the Suns this year, Deb? Man, you know, it all falls on the whole Aiton situation. Does he, you know, be an adult and come to play, or is he, you know, I don't know. So if he uh, – I'm not as high on them, uh, sadly. I, I just think uh, others in the West have uh, – have, have uh, made themselves stronger and they didn't really do anything to make themselves stronger. And Paul's a year older. So yeah. we'll see. I do think, I do like Cam Johnson though. I think he's going to have a really good year and Mikel Bridges. I think those are a couple of guys to eye early yeah. in the season because they're going to be uh, less expensive than, you know, than a Booker or an Aiton. But uh, yeah, so we'll see, you know, they, I mean, great coach. Um, and so they could, they could prove me wrong. I hope so. Yeah, a lot less pressure on them. You know, it's like yeah, people yeah. sort of writing them off to win it automatically. Like everybody picked them last year. So right, I always right. think that's good. You get that pressure off. So it's going to be a good year. I think I think they're both our both our teams will do pretty well. It's going to be very interesting, yeah. but it's very balanced. There's a lot of good teams. And that's what makes the NBA so great. Just very, very balanced. So well, thank you everybody for up. listening in. We really appreciate you. Deb, thank you very much for opening night here. And uh, hopefully we take something big down. That would be fantastic. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. And join us again 9 p.m. tonight.
because we will be looking again to crush it in NBA, DFS, and boom, fantasy.